Good morning, everybody, and uh, thanks for joining us again at uh, the ASL Facebook Live session that we run every Saturday morning at 10 o'clock. My name's Sarah, and shortly I will be joined by Jason Perry, who is the Managing Director at ASL Recruitment. He is also a Chartered Fellow of the Chartered Institute of Personnel and Development and an HR Specialist. And every Saturday we get together uh, and discuss the things that are happening around COVID-19, specifically the stuff that affects you, the employee. <coughs> Excuse me. So, uh, with no further ado, I'm going to bring Jason into the conversation. Jason, are you there? Good morning, Sarah. I am. Good morning, Jason. And how are you today? I'm very well. I see you're continuing with last week's uh, seaside view behind you. Absolutely. Well, you know, it's uh, it's been such lovely weather this week. Uh, I thought I'm not actually going to get to a beach, so I'm going to just remember a beach I was at. Oh, OK, good choice. Not, not as lucky as, as you guys. Mind you, you're, you're not right on the coast, although the office is, isn't it? The office is right <coughs> on the coast. I'm a few miles inland, so yeah. So actually, I think that brings us on to a very interesting question. So we've, we've seen quite a few changes um, going on again this week. I mean, it happens. That's why we keep doing these. Um, so um, one of the things I'd really like to talk about a bit is we've had a lot of people who have sent us questions about being worried about being returning to work and uh, whether or not risk assessments and, you know, whether or not it's safe to, to be returning to work. Um, which I completely understand, uh, and yet we've had some lovely weather and we've seen some really rather worrying um, developments in places like Bournemouth. We have. Uh, why, don't, why don't we talk about that a little bit? Okay. One, one of the uh, most entertaining cartoons I saw a couple of weeks ago was actually uh, a crowded beach. Um, and it was more to do with the schools, actually, but uh, all these people on the beach and uh, the kid was saying to their parent, mum, mum, do I have to go to school next week? It's not safe. Um, and I think that's really the point you're talking about. Um, with work, we're, we're regulated. Um, we've got the Health and Safety at Work Act as a simple starting point everybody's heard of. An employer has a legal duty to make sure that there's a safe environment for you to work in. Um, every member of the workforce has a legal duty to help keep their colleagues, their workplace safe and certain standards they might, they, they must meet. Um, but as you rightfully say, when people leave work, they sometimes do things that um, most of us don't see as sensible. And it's how do we try and get that balance? I think I've probably mentioned before on one of these sessions, one of our clients, um, I had a lovely conversation with him about all the precautions he'd taken, how they'd closed down the staff canteen and arranged space where people could eat packed lunch for safety for staff to return. And then whenever they went out for a cigarette break, they all huddled together um, and social distancing was ignored. And I think the honest answer is we all um, those of us um, in any kind of position of responsibility, whether or not as an employer or just as friends or family members, we need to encourage people to be sensible because this virus is still out there. It's still dangerous. Um, and it would help if we didn't all huddle together on a beach in the sunshine and spread the disease so we then take it back to work the following week. Um, and it... 
that's really the point, isn't it? It's not just the fact that you're going to the beach and you're exposing yourself. It's also the fact that having your your employer has then gone through all of the hoops of, of doing their very best to make sure that you are then safe at work, but then you, you run the risk of basically tracking the virus back in and exposing all of your colleagues as well. So yes. it's very important we have this collective sense of responsibility towards each other. Yes, <clears throat> totally, totally. I mean, I, I had um, an interesting experience, and others may have already done it, but uh, yesterday I needed to be in Dartford. Um, and whilst I was there, I thought I'd pop very brief, briefly into Blue Water just to grab a coffee for my journey back home. Um, and it's an odd experience walking into Blue Water with a one-way system around the floor and a number of um, uh, security guards there with masks trying to point you in the right direction and remind you, even the sort of point where you're walking along and you know you want to be in the shop over there, and you can't get to it, you have to walk past and go round and round about. It's like driving a car around the shopping centre. Um, and doing that with my daughter, trying to explain to her, no, we've got to walk there before we can go that way. Um, generally, it was working. What, what's very clear is most people do appear to be um, getting it and being sensible. And what's really odd is I hear so many people and see so many comments shocked by the scenes on Bournemouth Beach, let's say, or um, I don't think Hastings has been as bad. Clearly, we've got very sensible people in Hastings, but um, there are a number <coughs> of beaches there that have had that reputation. Um, yet I don't know of a single person, either directly or indirectly, who's done that. So uh, in, in pure statistical numbers, I'm optimistic it's a small portion of society and not a large section of us that are, are, are being that that's silly for want of a better word <clears throat> yeah I, I had um an interesting experience last weekend i i got on public transport for the first time since lockdown um and uh there i was with my with my mask i, I bought myself a, a pack of washable reusable masks um and i was i was genuinely surprised by how few people were actually wearing them on public transport um and it was i mean <clears throat> it wasn't particularly busy but it was, yeah, I mean, there, there were and it wasn't even that they were, they had them in their hands and so they just weren't wearing them. Mm. There were people on public transport who simply didn't have a mask. Right. Um, and I think, you know, last week we were discussing the fact that actually the mask, there's some question as to exactly how effective it is and all yes. the rest of it. But actually what I think it does very well is it reminds you that you're not supposed to be breathing all over people. Yes. And it reminds you to keep your distance. And it is a legal requirement. And I think I mentioned last week one of the sites I saw was a bus driver without a mask driving past me. Um, again, back to my responsibility point, I think we all need to encourage people to do those things because that's how we keep safe. Um, and that's really the duty your employer has is to create a safe environment for you. Um, you can't take away the risk you can reduce it, we can do things to be sensible. I think one of the big challenges we've got, Sarah, is over the next week, um, is what happens when we start to see um, pubs open. And again, I've been in to buy a cup of coffee, let's say, and there's a very strange queuing system in Starbucks where they have circles on the floor that you stand on. And you have to walk from circle to circle. And when you've ordered your coffee, you kind of zigzag across the floor to create a queue so other people can order whilst um, you wait to collect your coffee that somebody's making. Um, 
but we're going to be opening more of these environments. Those people who are working in the hospitality sector are trying to make this work. Um, and I was watching staff there trying at a distance to guide people to follow this kind of zigzag section across the floor. And over the next few weeks, we're going to see hairdressers open. We're going to see pubs um, and restaurants um, opening. I'm assuming cafes as well. There's a, there's a whole range of section of our society that is going to start saying, yes, we can go in there if we can manage one meter plus. Um, and it is going to be interesting to see how both employees in that space can manage this. The retail staff have maybe been managing it for weeks and doing a splendid job, particularly in the food sector. But we've now got to actually transition that into other parts of society and see that happen as we try and reopen the economy fully. The next couple of weeks are going to be very interesting. Absolutely. Absolutely. I wonder if there's um, sort of going i wonder if there is some some way that uh i'm trying to draw a correlation between if employees having a responsibility to act sensibly um if they then introduce the virus into the workplace that could pose a very interesting question with employers couldn't it i mean if you could actually track that somebody had perhaps acted incautiously and then brought the virus into the workplace would that have an effect i think you've got uh, a large difference between um an inadvertent error and negligent uh willfully careless um and you know we've seen this type of situation before there's been a couple of horrific stories there was one a month or two ago about an individual who as i recall spat on uh, a railway worker in one of the london stations and if i recall correctly the rail worker uh, railway worker went on to develop covid19 and died um a horrific story um, and I guess the point is, if somebody is willfully doing it, you really are moving to matters at that extreme one, potentially of, I would have thought, manslaughter. Um, and I'm not a lawyer, but I, logically you're doing something that um, is negligent and leads to illness or death. Yes, I think if people accidentally make errors, we saw only last week, I think, the health secretary um, forget and tap a colleague on the shoulder in the House of Commons. I mean, you know, those right at the heart of this, developing this policy, inadvertently make mistakes. We all do from time to time. I but, shook somebody's hand yesterday. Yeah, and you, you, you realise the moment you do it. And there is a huge difference between trying and being willfully neglectful. And again, as employers, we are required to take risk assessments. And I, the advice from the Chartered Institute of Personnel and Development um, at the moment, I was reading some of their documents this morning, uh, they've actually got guidance on a return to work questionnaire for each employee as they come back to look and see what the issues are, what the safety issues are for them. But also you've got to think about the mental health safety issues, because if what we're doing, this environment we're creating is causing people to be unduly stressed um, and not functioning well, um, they're not going to manage in their workplace or in their home life effectively for a period to come. So it is a very, very 
difficult path to navigate um, and get any restrictions proportionate with mm. what we're trying to do. So. Yes, it's it's going to be, yeah, and uh, I think that's even more kind of, um, well, it's going to become more and more apparent, isn't it, as you say, with the pubs opening and we were sort of hearing about uh, you're going to have to order your food through an app or yes. your your drinks through an app and it's going to be delivered to your table people will only be allowed to stay in a, at a table in a pub for a, a limited period of time almost like booking a restaurant table you know on mother's day you know got to be out by three o'clock we need the table back uh type of thing um <clears throat> and it's going to be the same sort of thing in pubs it's going to have a fundamental impact i think on on society yeah but then this has already yeah i mean there, there's some obvious ones already because they're saying that um for example you and i would not be allowed to go to a pub and have dinner together because it's only people in the same household that are allowed to share the table um mm. the reality is i don't know how pubs are going to enforce that no because people can say what they want at the door unless the staff knowingly are aware it's blatantly untrue um <laughs> a knowing it and b then enforcing it um, would be difficult. Um, we're also talking about having screens between tables and so on. And yes, the app um, that you've talked about for ordering drinks or food. And one of the requirements, as I understand it, is menus have to be disposable. Um, so, you know, they're literally paper sheets on tables with a uh, somewhat restricted menu. Um, so it's going to be a very different experience. And we have this for a little while to come. The the very act of opening up our economy which we need to do yes. um, without opening the economy um, we simply don't have the money um, you know without the tax revenue coming in of whatever type in the future you don't have the money to pay for the health service or the furlough wages that are being put out at the moment so all of this needs the economy to reopen that's that's vital it's not optional but it's how you get the balance right and do that in a way that you try and keep it safe and i think it's almost inevitable that we will see some small degree of um, increase in cases and the balance is how do we as companies how do we as employers try and mitigate those risks and try and make sure um, that we've done things to keep our workers safe to keep our customers safe and equally the government will be trying to do the same thing with its um, trace and test routine to try and close down on any outbreak as fast as it happens so we're almost going into a new uh, i was about to say interesting it sounds uh, and it's incredibly serious and i don't mean to downplay that but we're going into an interesting phase that is going to be quite different to the last as we try and manage the risk in a different way from a low starting point. Part of the problem we had before is we didn't have a low starting point. By the time we realized the numbers were, the numbers were simply too high and we mm. didn't know what we were dealing with. But we've got quite a few months yet of this new phase, how we manage it as employers, how we manage it as employees, mm. um, and how we manage it just as friends and family members and try and keep those people around us safe. So, yeah. 
Yes, I think, uh, well, I think that's probably a, a good place to leave it, Jason. Um, the message really here is it, we have a collective responsibility towards each other to be sensible. And, uh, and if we need to do, if we need to have little prompts that help us to not forget those incidents and have those lapses, and, you know, if, if, if a face mask is going to do that, then it's a good idea to have one with you um, just, to, just for that, you know, sort of reminder. So um, I think we should probably leave it there, Jason. Okay. I'd like to say thank you very much for joining us and thank you to everybody at home who's been watching and uh, and who joins us every uh, every saturday morning at 10 o'clock if you have any questions if you're worried about anything in terms of uh, how covid19 is affecting you at work uh, what your rights are anything to do with furlough holiday obviously you know we're talking about air bridges opening up all over the place and people will be able to start taking holidays within the uk um, as from next month so you know, if you have any questions about these sorts of things please do get in touch with the team at asl um, you can contact them on 01424 Four five two nine nine nine, or you can email your questions to hastings at aslgroup.co.uk. Thanks very much for joining us, Jason. Thank you for your time. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Sarah. See you next week. See you next week. Bye bye.